This podcast may contain discussions about violence, drug use, and it's most definitely going to contain a lot of foul language. I'm sorry, to uh sorry he sucks welcome Welcome. i'm cara i'm amber how you going i'm okay i uh this was a really hard one this week i did on purpose (laughs) i thought it was gonna be easy turned out not so as you'll see i'm pretty interested because the thing is i kind of i guess i've like disconnected from this whole situation because it's complicated and now I'm just like, I have no idea. So I'm, I'm quite interested to see how it goes. All right. Well, I'm going to be talking about none other than Johnny Depp. Let's get into it. All right. So John Christopher Depp II. Ew. Fancy. From Kappa Kappa Gamma. Although I don't think they were very fancy. It's a weird thing that they did that. And he called his son the same. He's John something Depp the third. But they call him Jack. I don't know. Stupid. Anyway, he was born in Kentucky in 1963. So he's currently 57. Just pretty old. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the family moved around frequently during his childhood and eventually settled in Florida in 1970. He dropped out of high school at 15 to become a rock star. Oh, yeah. Didn't Every we all? dream. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I did, but I didn't become a did rock star. Did you really? Well, I think I wanted to, but I didn't even have a band, I don't think. <laughs> no, but if you build it, it will come. Mm. It didn't. No. No, it didn't. (laughs) All right, look, um, he played in a bunch of bands in in Los Angeles. I'm not going to go into all the stupid names of his bands. He had heaps and heaps of bands. Um, In 1983, he married Laurie Ann Allison, who was the sister of the bass player in his band at the time, Um, and she apparently introduced Depp to Nicolas Cage, who told Depp that he was a babe and he should get into acting. And that's how he got into acting. I don't think he had any ideas about wanting to do it at all. It was all just because he was like, you can make some money out of this because you're cute. That's nuts. Yeah. Um, And just as a side note, um, him and Alison broke up uh, in 1985 no idea why they broke up, but he was only 20 when they got married, so of course they fucking got yeah. divorced. Um, no offence to any long-term relay shows no, out there. But. marry your high school sweetheart. <laughs> Do it. It's a great idea. <laughs> I know one couple who did and they're killing it, but I can't imagine. No. It's, I think it's pretty rare. Absolutely not. Not for me. Nope. <laughs> no. Um, so his first role was in Nightmare on Elm Street, which is pretty cool, but I don't think he had a very big part. I'm pretty sure he died. Yeah, I think most people did. 
Um, but what really <laughs> made him wildly famous was his role as undercover cop in 21 Jump Street. Nice. Where Do you know where that's based? I've never watched it with him. No. I, I think I was a little bit too young for it, but yeah. I definitely had posters of him from like smash hits magazine on my wall even though i didn't watch that show i've like accidentally watched the um channing tatum one (laughs) well i think the original was really serious it wasn't like a fun time right situation for sure uh so despite the success that he had with that he felt like he was a product and not an actor um and it seems that from here he vowed only to do films that felt right for him and that he was actually interested in, not necessarily were going to be big hits, mm-hmm. um, which worked out fucking great, I think, because that's what makes him so beloved. Uh, notable films that I personally love are Crybaby, Edward Scissorhands, What's Eating Gilbert Grape, and Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. I fucking, okay, so... Edward Scissorhands, just at the particular scene where the mum, who's I can't remember her name as an actress. but Wait, Diane Weist. Yes. She's one of my favourite actresses. When she's doing the Avon stuff and she's trying to fix his cuts and then oh. she calls like the head of the chapter or whatever. <laughs> yes. That sounds like the Ku Klux Klan, but it's Avon. <laughs> but um, I don't know why. I just find that scene like really – I remember rewinding it, rewinding it, rewinding it because it just like – it was like I was getting a facial. It was just so nice. It was it's like so beautiful. And now she goes, hmm, maybe a touch of lilac. Yeah. And she's, God <laughs> darn this stuff. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was his first big movie, I'm pretty sure, after 21 Jump Street, which is pretty amazing mm. um, to go from being like this heartthrob guy to doing this super risky weirdo fucking movie. Um, and it was also his first movie with Tim Burton. Yeah. Um, and, of course, they went on to make a shitload of movies together. He really made his big money with his character Jack Sparrow in Pirates of the Caribbean and all the millions of other spinoffs. I think there's like five of that yeah. franchise. Yeah, I mean, I, I have to say, like, I, I, I have – lost interest and I, I kind of lost it after the first one. I know I watched the first one and was like, what a what a fun time. Yeah. But after it's that. It's not a core shaker. No. It's a money maker. <laughs> He's definitely one of the biggest movie stars in the whole world. Yeah. Would you think that's fair to say? Yeah, definitely. Like ever. Yeah. So relationship-wise, he's been with some of the greatest some of my personal favourites. Mine too. Maybe it's the women that makes him, you know. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> he was engaged to Sherilyn Fenn, who is my favourite actress from Twin Peaks. She played Audrey. Oh, I didn't mm-hmm. know that. Yeah. Oh. Right, like I think they were together or maybe broke up in 1988 or 1990, Okay, something like right around when Twin Peaks came I was out. Pr- I was pretty little at that point. Um, wasn't keeping tabs on on my man. (laughs) I was probably too young. No, I was definitely too young to be watching Twin Peaks, but I watched it anyway. Um, And he was with Wino. I know. (sighs) 
What a combination. And, and he was with Jennifer Grey from Dirty Dancing. I didn't know that one either. And he was with Juliette Lewis. Ooh. You know, I saw her in New York once. <gasps> was she rad in real life? Yeah, she was super rad. I think she even like, and this definitely could have been imagined, but I feel like she she kind of like had a little smile and <laughs> made eye contact. She probably did. But it was like five years ago, so look, I, I build things her. up, you know. Um, his other of note and my fave, Mossy. Yeah, it's got to be Moss. Kate Moss. She's amazing. That picture where she's she's got no top on on a bed and then he's like lent over yeah. and he's kind of like lower down from her head is just like. So good. Spectacular. It's the John and Yoko pick of. The 100%. Early 90s. Yeah, of heroin chic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so then in 1998 he met Vanessa Paradis. I don't really know how to say that. Yeah, I don't know if it's Paradisi. Paradisi. Parad- Let's call her Vanessa. Let's do it. Since I can't say that. Um, and they were together for 14 years and they had two kids. Um, and then in 2012 he started dating Amber Heard after they met on the set of The Rum Diary, which critics panned, but personally I fucking loved it. Have you seen it? I think that I did see it or at least part of it, but it might have been like a plane trip or something. I think it looks great and she is beautiful. Yeah. Amazing. I'm sure I've seen it, but not for – I think maybe it was like shortly after it came out, so. Um, I'll go into heaps of detail about the train wreck of that relationship later, but um, recently um, in late 2019 he was rumoured to be dating a Russian go-go dancer who's in her 20s. Ooh. Yikes and yuck, I think. Mm. He's fucking old. How old is his, how old's his daughter? Do you know? Like she's gotta be 20. <laughs> yeah. Um, surely. Yeah. She's doing stuff, right? Yeah, she's like a you know, Chanel Muse, but mm. like yeah, I, I, that that's something and I know that people are like, oh well, you know, uh, He's a father and he has a daughter. And it's like that doesn't necessarily mean that anyone's a good person. It means that they procreate it. But mm. I just, I, I could not handle that. Like my, my parents are still together and they've been married for 213 years. But <laughs> I could not, I would really struggle if my father dated someone my age. Oh, I would be sickened. Gross. I would give them both a piece of my mind. <laughs> All right, let's talk about the reasons that people love him. I've pretty much already said it when I was talking about his film choices. He made great choices and I think that's what sets him apart from other big actors. I don't think he's ever played a superhero. No. He's smart, you know. He's totally beloved. His roles are so varied. They're all great, even the kind of, I mean, maybe as the years went on, they got less great. Definitely. But, um, definitely all those early ones are so good. Yeah, he's got range. I'll give him that. He's on your list as a fave, but I know that you have struggled and that's why we're doing him. Why did you love him? Yeah, I think, like, I, I chose him because, like I said, I've kind of disengaged from from what is going on in that kind of celebrity gossip sphere. Mm-hmm. And I'm interested 
to know because there's a lot of conflicting information and that's definitely, that was a motivation to pick him. But honestly, I think he's really fucking hot, but I like him when he's young. But I also think that he's made a lot of problematic choices in recent times and there's, you know, cultural appropriation and, like, I I love Edward Scissorhands. Like I said about that um, particular scene, or like, you know, Winona Ryder spinning in the snow. I just think it's such a clever film. It's one of my favourites ever. Yeah. That's, you know, that's peak, that's peak depth for me. Yeah, totally. Peak deep depth. (laughs) (laughs) Um, All right, well, I'm going to get into it. Let's do it. Um, And I know you are all here for the big, bad domestic violence stuff, but there's some other stuff I want to bring out first, which is what you briefly mentioned before, which is cultural appropriation and whitewashing. Mm-hmm. So in interviews in 2002 and 2011, Depp claimed to be of Native American descent. He even specifically said, quote, my great-grandmother was quite a bit of Native American. She grew up Cherokee or maybe Creek Indian. But Native American leaders pretty much universally have dismissed this and say that he and the production companies who make things like Lone Ranger. That was one of Dead the ones Man, I was thinking of. Is he kind of? I can't remember. I, yeah, I haven't seen um, that since I was... profiting from the ambiguousness of Depp's heritage. Um, they claim Depp has never inquired about it and is absolutely not recognised as a member of the Cherokee Nation. Uh, his choice to portray Tonto and naming his band Tonto's Giant Nuts was criticised. One Native American leader saying that, quote, because so few roles in Hollywood go to Native American actors, Disney's big budget movie is a missed opportunity. Depp could have played the Lone Ranger and instead promoted a younger Indigenous actor to play Tonto. Despite this, in May 2012, Jep was adopted as an honorary son of a, of a member of the Comanche Nation. However, this just makes him an honorary member of her family and not at all a member of the tribe or anything else. But he certainly brings that up. A lot? <laughs> yeah, when he's criticised. Now... Criticism about this stuff increased even further in August 2019 when Depp featured in an ad for Dior fragrance called... Savage. That's it. I know. So fucked. He's in the ad, he's playing a guitar in the desert while a man dressed in Native American headdress and costumes performs a warrior dance. Can I just say, like, being an honorary member of something is just bullshit it's like when you get like honorary degrees you didn't do shit to deserve that they're just like no do you know what i mean like it's you did just not saying study. we're mates basically and also like that ad i mean he didn't choreograph direct it for sure fine obviously he's agreed he's complicit within like being the focal point of that ad but does it not kind of remind you of like, and I'm sure you had this experience, but there's just there's always that like dick at a party with a guitar and it's like, can you just <laughs> shut the fuck up? I just want to have a drink. 
yes. and some fun with my friends and you're just demanding attention <laughs> with your stupid acoustic. Just, Where did you even get that from? Shut up. We're putting on lemonade. Okay? Exactly. <laughs> what a fucking dick. That's what he represented for me in that. Well, I mean, like, it's way worse than that. Well, like, yeah. I'm not trying to demean, like, Look, you know. Twitter completely blew up about it, you know, which is pretty fair. Yeah. It is way too fucking close to savage. It's so offensive, so bad. Approved. Um, the company Dior and Depp claim that the ad was made in close collaboration with Indigenous consultants, but you've got to be kidding me if not one person was like, Savage, really, guys? It's so dumb. Like, are you fucking serious? It's so bad. Mm. Did they they pulled that, but did they pull the whole fragrance? I don't know. I don't know either. I mean, actually, I don't think they did because I'm relatively certain that I went away in late February, and I am I'm pretty sure that I saw that in an airport. My God! Or like the still ads, you know, like. Mm-hmm. Is still, you know what I mean? Like, not yeah. a fucking ad. Like, it's just him <laughs> with a guitar or something. It's him kind of, I feel like he's in like a navy blue button down, like looking down, like he's contemplating and he's like got the weight of the world on his savage shoulders. Oh, God. Ugh, so cringe. Yeah, so that's all pretty fucking bad um, and weird because of saying that he is a Native American. And he is not a Native it's American. Very conflicting. Anyway, maybe he said that a long time ago. But I would think that if you really thought that, that you would want to know. Mm. And you would, I mean, it's very easy to get on Ancestry.com and figure that shit out, right? Yeah, 23andMe. I'm sure he can afford it. He probably killed somebody like the, gold, uh, the Golden State Killer. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Don't just, sell your DNA. I say do it. Fucking get them. They've all got something to hide. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So Depp's behavior. So I've read a bunch of interviews, a really great one um, in Rolling that was in Rolling Stone online, fucking amazing. Um, all of that information will be in the notes for this app. If you want to look it up, it's fucking great. But basically he's just so unhinged and it seems like he's constructed this weird personality and become this personality. And the writer of the article even talks about how he thinks that he's trying to be this combination of Marlon Brando and Hunter S. Thompson, who are two of his heroes. Mm. And I believe he was friends with those two when they were alive. Um, And, you know, they're both known in their own ways differently, but in their own ways to be rebels with, you know, (laughs) mood swings and... (laughs) pretty serious volatile people substance abuse issues um and that seems to be exactly what he is like 
Um, two of his bodyguards uh, sued him in 2018 over unpaid wages and overtime. The security guards who worked solely for Depp claimed that they received no overtime or rest pay between uh, 2016 and 2018 and they were never given meal breaks. Oh, my God. According to the court documents, uh, quote, plaintiffs found themselves in situations that required more than what a bodyguard would be expected to do, including being constantly used as drivers, driving back and forth at Depp or his family's beckoning. The guards also alleged that they were asked repeatedly to drive vehicles that contained illicit substances and open containers of illicit substances and were asked to monitor unstable individuals in Depp's life and entourage, risking their own reputations. One of them was like an ex-cop, you know. Yeah. There's another thing. um, The court documents also claim that one of the guards became no more than a babysitter who, quote, whose primary detail was the protection of Depp's children but was more often than not the primary caretaker for Depp's minor child and, worse yet, was told to give in to every whim of Depp's children and then worried he would lose his job if he could not did not comply with their demands. I mean, that's how you, you raise a rel, well-rounded <laughs> child, you know, to be you know someone who contributes to society. You just give them whatever the fuck they want. Can you imagine what little shits they would be? They'd be horrible. I would be like that. It's not their fault. It it would be awful. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yuck. Um, Anyway, the suit was settled in 2019 with neither party discussing the terms that were agreed on nor making any comments. It was settled out of court, though. Yeah. So all that information, we just have it because it's in court records. Um, Hmm. Yeah. It's interesting. But, like, Yeah. Just, I don't think that many security guards would do things like that. No. And, I mean, they'd have, definitely would have non-disclosure agreements and stuff and they would put up with so much shit. So I reckon it would have to be pretty fucking bad. Yeah. Um, also, that's like a big, I, I don't know, like, so the security people actually took him to court and sued him. Yeah. For, like, that's for a massive money. risk. Yeah. That's a big risk because you're also... Uh, I guess you're risking the fact that if you work in that industry, well, you work with people from like show business, maybe they're not going to trust you maybe. And then also you have to foot the bill for your own legal expenses to take this person to court who realistically has an infinite sum of money to drag it out if they so choose. Well, interestingly... Good segue because I'm just about to talk about how he's been in the shit for spending all his money. It sounds like he's basically broke. He was in a huge legal dispute with his former business management team. Uh, I think they're called the management group. Uh, They're these guys, the Mandel brothers. Um, He claimed that they mismanaged his money. There is so much stuff about this. It is so complicated. I didn't really understand most of it, but from what I can understand, from what I can understand, it's sort of Depp saying, I didn't know what was going on. 
they gave all this money to my family without my permission. His family seemed to take a fair bit of money. Like not his not his ex-wife and two children. No, his like greater his family. Sister and all right. people like that. Um uh, but then the Mandels claimed to have warned Depp continuously that he needed to stop spending, that he needed to cut his family off f- for stupid things. Yeah. Um, but he just didn't. Uh, they then countersued Depp saying that Depp owed them money. <laughs> Apparently Depp has a $2 million a month compulsive spending disorder. And in response to this in a I gra- wish I had that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, he just can't stop spending. Um, and in response to this in that great article in Rolling Stone, Depp had said, it's insulting to say that I spent $30,000 on wine a month because it was far more. Oh, my God. <laughs> Ew. He also but- spent $5 million to shoot the ashes of Hunter S. Thompson into the sky with a cannon. How much? $5 million. That seems ridiculous. They're not spending $5 million every time they have that T-shirt cannon at a basketball <laughs> game, are they? Oh, I guess it's got to go. He wanted it to go into the sky, like not just. That's bananas. Yeah. But. Um, what was I going to say about the wine? I can't remember. But, yeah, I, I was actually going to be like, I wonder what he's spending, like, two, two million a, a month? Like, yeah. how? Well, I mean, I obviously, you know. I guess he don't just lives an insanely lavish lifestyle. He would have a lot of staff. He would have multiple houses with staff. Yeah. He would... Private planes, private planes for his kid. Who fucking knows? Yeah. Also, like, I was just thinking about how many of my $7 bottles of wine that I could buy with like $40,000. Yeah, let alone $2 million. Yeah. My God. Anyway, um, Depp lost the suit, um, but they settled in a mediation for an undisclosed amount. So all of that happened around after the Amber Heard stuff happened um, and I'm going to talk about her now. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, so they met in 2009, as I said before, on the set of The Rum Diaries, Rum Diary, um, and they married in 2015. So they were together for five years before they married? Yeah, I think they weren't together. Straight away. Straight away because okay. he was still with Vanessa. Ah. Uh, huh. Yeah. And maybe. Have you ever listened to Vanessa's music? A little. It's like uh Je de taxi or something like that. It's pretty fun. I love it. I used to listen to it all the time. Keep going. Maybe I should listen to it again. We can listen to it later. Okay, let's. Um, so blah, 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 they had a marriage. <laughs> I, I'm not going to go into anything that happened while they were married because anyone listening to this knows all about how, well, no. I'm not going to go into the details of any other part of their marriage except... The breakup. The breakup. 
and the fallout. Yeah. Let's do it. All right. So Depp's mother died in May 2016 and the night after uh, Heard called a friend whose name is, and I don't know how to pronounce it. Meryl Streep. No. (laughs) Their name is, their first name is lowercase i, uppercase o, Tillett Wright. So I-O? Or let's just call them right. Okay. I'm happy. Um, and Heard asked them to call triple O. No, over there it's called something else. But, you know. Uh, 901. Yeah, there you go. Um, and for anyone in England, it's triple nine. <laughs> know your emergency service numbers. <laughs> Thank you, Cara. Um, they said on that call that they could hear Depp say, what if I pulled your hair back? Which sounds horrible. Um, they did call the police and after that there were photos documenting a bruise on Heard's face on her cheek. Um, in court documents, Heard claimed that Wright was called to try and calm Depp down, who had become quote, extremely angry and, quote, obsessing about something that was untrue. Heard claimed that Depp then, quote, ripped the cell phone from my hand, began screaming profanities and insults at Wright. I heard Wright yell at me to get out of the house. Johnny then grabbed the cell phone, wound up his arm like a baseball pitcher and threw the cell phone at me, striking my cheek and eye with great force. So when the police arrived, um, her declined to press charges. But then two days later, she filed for divorce. Two days or two? Two days later. Wow. She produced the photos of the bruise on her cheek and was granted a temporary domestic violence restraining order. Good. Right. That would really hurt the full force of someone like um, pegging a phone at your face. Yeah. Especially someone very angry. Yeah. Probably shit-faced. Yeah. Yeah. So Wright is a, their friend is a artist, writer, pretty interesting person. They wrote um, an op-ed for Refinery29 in which they said, the reports of violence started with a kick on a private plane and then it was shoves and then the occasional punch until finally in December she described an all-out assault and she woke up with her pillow covered in blood. I know this because I went to their house. I saw the pillow with my own eyes. I saw the busted lip and the clumps of hair on the floor. It's fucking rough. And so that was December. So I would think that by May when she left him, Fuck knows what nightmare shit happened between. So December was when he went and said that he found saw this bloody pillow with the hair. Yeah, they saw it then. And then five months later she leaves him. Okay. Um, so after she'd left him in August of that year, a video was released to TMZ um, 
which is pretty fucked. Um, I don't know if you've seen it. Is it in the kitchen? Yeah. So he's such a dickhead. Yeah. He's wearing like sunglasses and a big stupid hat inside <laughs> at nighttime. Um, and it's showing Depp secretly being recorded by her smashing cabinets and he's really irritable like he's it's really tense it's yeah and he's saying you want to see crazy i'll show you crazy before pouring himself an absolutely enormous glass of wine and the bottle that it's come from is then emptied and heard asks have you drunk this whole thing this morning and then depp sees the phone and he yells, oh, you got this going, and then he tosses it, and then basically it just sounds like he's smashing the shit out of the phone. It's really scary. I've been recently doing very big pours of wine, and I sing, I'm free, free pouring. <laughs> anyway, let's continue on this horrible journey. Tom Petty and Johnny Depp were friends too. Mm. Um. So, blah, 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 blah. so the divorce was settled in August, which is when that I guess just it was just after or just before that video came out. Um, with the two signing a joint statement that read, "Our relationship, our relationship was intensely passionate and at times volatile, but always bound by love." Neither party has made false accusations for financial gain. There was never any intent of physical or emotional harm. Herb Heard reportedly received $7 million and they both signed non-disclosure agreements. Heard donated the full amount of her settlement to domestic violence charity. I didn't know that. Didn't you? No. That's always been my... But I really have like... I Fight point haven't okay um so then however that's not the end in march 2019 depp began the process of suing Heard for 50 million dollars in a defamation suit she had written an op-ed for the washington post titled i spoke up about sexual violence and faced our culture's wrath this has to change the article i've read it it makes no mention of Depp whatsoever. She does discuss death threats that were made to her. By, like, just the general public kind yep, of thing. constantly. Um, drones buzzing around her house, constantly followed and stalked by the paparazzi and how negatively she was portrayed in the media. So it's more about the, the misogyny factor of... Yeah, it's saying treat survivors better. Her concern's basically that if people see the wrath that was cast upon her, yeah. they won't speak up about their own abuse. And rightly so, it's a really good point. And mm. I think shocking how nobody believed her. It's wild to me. Mm. Um, it sucks. It's like, okay... Can Depp's movies are very good and we all love Edward Scissorhands, but that doesn't mean that he's not a fucking asshole. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, if, if the last, I'm going to say like five years, let's, let's put that time frame on it, has taught us anything, 
It's just because you think that someone's a good guy. Yeah, but apparently in Deb's case, I just feel like I feel but it didn't happen to him. Any well, look, his lawyers argued that it was clear that Heard was talking about Depp in the article, which I guess it fucking is clear, um, and that he had suffered severe financial loss because of the accusations. Maybe it's the forty gram wine a month. Well, he was dropped from the pirate movies. Disney dropped him. And apparently he was getting, I can't fucking remember, but maybe it was something like some insane amount, like $300 million or something so wild. It's definitely not Disney. I went to Paris Disney once on Christmas and I did like the eating out kind of symbol on a roller coaster <laughs> and they wouldn't sell me the picture. Whoa. They said it's not Disney. Johnny Depp's not Disney. No. Well, not with that shit going on. Good. Yeah. Um, but Heard in her op-ed mentions how she'd lost a film role that she had been cast in at the time. Um, they dropped her um, and that she was also dropped from like being the face of a fashion brand that she had this deal with because she was being that like it's abused completely fucked so I can't see you know how people are always like she's just doing it for money well she didn't she gave the money away Mm. she's just doing it for her career well she didn't because she lost her jobs. And she's not a fucking idiot. She knows how the world works and she probably would have known that something like that would happen. Heard's lawyers asked the judge to dismiss the suit. Um, they reiterated the allegations that Heard had been abused, submitted many photos with bruises, scars from other times, um, scars on her arms where he'd grabbed her, horrible things. Um Depp's defamation suit is ongoing, uh, but as part of it, Depp claims that Heard was the one who physically abused him and not the other way around. Okay. So May 2019, Depp said that, quote, while mixing prescription amphetamines and non-prescription drugs with alcohol, Heard had hit, punched and kicked me. She also repeatedly and frequently threw objects into my body and head, including heavy bottles, soda cans, burning candles, television remote controls, and paint thinner cans, which severely injured me. Depp also submitted... just lying around? (laughs) Yeah, I mean those things, besides the paint Paint thinner. (laughs) Maybe there was sniffing it. The paint thinner is the only one. Drug. Druggies? (laughs) Um... Depp also submitted photos and accounts of various other violent incidents, including one when they were in Australia a month or so after they had gotten married and Depp was trying to get Heard to sign a prenup that ended with the severing of Depp's fingertip as a result of a smashed glass being thrown at him and him trying to deflect it. Oh. It's pretty fucking nasty. That was the dog incident. <laughs> yeah. Don't mess without border control. Boo-boo and... Dinner. Something that was all great, actually. I loved that. Whole it was pretty entertaining. <laughs> um, Johnny Depp was going to fight a member of parliament. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was really good. Yeah, was Barnaby Joyce? 
Yeah, I think it was. Yeah. Oh, Barnaby and your big red face. Fucking dick. So at the same time that the defamation case against Heard is happening, um, Depp is also suing the Sun newspaper in England for liable for publishing articles referring to Depp as a wife beater. The Sun is a disgusting rag. Yeah, very bad. But look, the evidence is super confusing. So every article that I read... Every bit of court document that I read, it was really hard to remember what was from the American herd trial and what was from the Sun because basically the Sun trial is also putting, they're both trying to say herd was the one who was the perpetrator of the violence, therefore you're wrong. Does that make sense? No, I just said that really bad. So basically Heard is on trial in both of the cases. So she's had to go to, to testify in England as well. Or I think she... Against the Sun. The video link. Like the Sun newspaper. So, okay. For the Sun. Oh. So she's with the Sun saying, yes, he abused me and Depp saying, no, I didn't, you abused me. So it's basically the same trial running in two countries. Currently, yeah. Um, But the Sun, as gross as they are and have ways of getting fucked up information, um, received like text message records from... Johnny Depp's phone with one of them that said, let's burn Amber and also let's drown her before we burn her. I will fuck her burnt corpse afterwards to make sure she's dead. Oh, my. Oh, and also that's your name and it made me feel really uncomfortable. (laughs) Isn't that shocking? That's disgusting. So... I mean, I don't know what that proves, I guess, except that, that he is fucking revolting. That's so too far. Like, like, I mean, obviously I'm going to say that he doesn't mean that he's going to have sex with a murdered dead body. No, but I don't think he's making a fucking, even making a joke about that or saying that in a, also just like, Think about what you're writing. Think about what you're writing in your emails, on Facebook, in your text messages. Well, like, how fucking stupid are you? It's pretty intense. But but then, if he is correct, I would be pretty fucking mad if she made this shit up. So let me continue. In February this year... Um, audio was released to the court and in the audio that was recorded in 2015, it's the couple discussing an incident where Heard hit Depp and it's really long. It's like an hour. I listened to most of it and it's pretty damning and she certainly admits to hitting me. Nope. She admits to hitting him. Um she confesses to, quote, pelting him with pots, pans and vases. She mocks him. She calls him a fucking baby. 
And she goes on and on about how he always splits when they have a fight and he won't stay and fight with her, which (laughs) if you are someone who's going to get violent, very cleverly you should remove yourself from the situation. Yeah. Which I guess he was trying to do and she just like won't let him. It's pretty full on and and it's her. It's not fake in any way. In another audio tape. The situation is so fucked. So bad. Um, She's saying, I'm quoting here, you're going to get up on the stand, Johnny, and say she started it? Really? You can please tell people that it was a fair fight and see what the jury and judge think. Tell the world, Johnny. Tell them, Depp. I, Depp, a man. I'm a victim of domestic violence. (gasps) Basically, no one will believe you. Oh, my God. It's pretty fucked up. They're both fucked up, though. You know what I mean? Like, what? Yeah. No, that's just so. I got a. I got a little bit more. Oh. (laughs) To throw more fuel onto this fire, Depp's team brought up old allegations of domestic violence perpetrated by Heard. In 2009, Heard was arrested at a Seattle airport for assaulting her then partner, um, Tasia Von Rie. Heard spent a night in jail and had to appear before a judge, but no charges were laid, and apparently that's only because they weren't residents of Washington State, so he was... That's they're, they're, uh, like, state, federal situation is very confusing to me. Um, Heard tried to minimise this arrest. Um, Do you know what she did to get arrested? Are you going to tell me? Huh? Do you know, like, specifically what she did to get arrested? Or was she just... Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, She punched her girlfriend in the airport. Fuck. Um, It's not a good place to do that. So she tells the media... This year, or also maybe she told the court, I don't know, she claimed that the police officers who arrested her were homophobic and misogynist. However, the arresting officer, Beverly Leonard, who happened to be a lesbian activist, later said in a statement, I am so not homophobic or misogynistic. The arrest was made because an assault occurred. I witnessed it. And the parties were in a domestic relationship. As recently as June this year, Depp has accused her of cheating with Elon Musk. Really? Format. And there have been multiple witnesses for Team Depp, including her's former assistant and a concierge at one of Depp's apartment buildings where the concierge claims that Depp wasn't even in the country when the bruises, um, the, the photos the f- of were yeah. widely distributed, wasn't even in the country when that happened. And, like, a few people have said that. And... But just also as another gross thing about Johnny Depp, um, so on his knuckles he had um, Slim tattooed, which was in reference to Herd. That was like his nickname for her and he's since changed them to Scum. Oh. <coughs> gross, huh? Yeah. 
So in terms of... I'm really upset yeah, with really everyone involved. <laughs> From the beginning, there have been very vocal supporters of Depp and I have this feeling like has heard been portrayed as this femme fatale because she's so beautiful, like she's almost untouchably gorgeous. She is stunning. And I read too many shitty Reddit threads that were so savage, men's rights, motherfuckers, and now these audio tapes are out. Shit has gotten way worse. Um, Heard said of Depp supporters in her Washington Post op-ed, quote, Imagine a powerful man as a ship like the Titanic. That ship is a huge enterprise. When it strikes an iceberg, there are a lot of people on board desperate to patch up holes, not because they believe in it or even care about the ship, but because their own fate depends on the enterprise. And look... It's a good point. It's a very good simile. Look, Is it a simile or a metaphor? Did you say like? She said like the Titanic. Mm. Simile territory. (laughs) (laughs) I think that it sounds to me like they were both very violent towards each other. Yeah, I think it's a terrible pairing of people. Yeah. I I did not know about this. I think that, uh, you know... I think he's a huge fucking, like, sorry, but he's like, not not because of the fact that he was assaulted by his girlfriend, let me just get that clear, but I think that getting the tattoo changed on your knuckles is just such a fucking little baby bitch thing to do. Well, why no forever? Yeah, which he did that one too. <laughs> Stop is, getting but, tattoos of your girlfriend. Yeah, I mean, learn a lesson, but... Yeah, I mean, that is just so damaging just to think of the way that she, if she was perpetrating this violence towards him and then she talks to him to try and really play on, like, his masculinity. Oh, it's awful. That is so wrong because she that is... She could have n- fucked shit up for uh, so many other women forever. Yeah. Like... Yeah. Man babies aren't going to forget this. No. This is going to be the perfect example. That's their fucking ammunition. It's so sad. I know. It's, and I don't know. There's a responsibility for everyone, you know? Yeah. Writing those text messages talking about fucking his ex wife's dead body is deplorable. That is disgusting. Yeah. Uh, like, but I don't know. Maybe it's just it's like that. Maybe it is like in part just this severe lack of responsibility from both parties and the inability to like say I am a part of the problem. Yeah, why don't they? I mean, I I just wish that she had have been able to say. I wish she could have been able. I wish she could have said. Well, I don't know how you would do it, but it's just so fucked up. But I can admit in my relationship that I'm not the easiest person to be around. Like, I mean, it just sounds like it was a fucking shit show from the beginning. I think, what a fucking mess. It's awful. Let's have a break and cry about it. Okay. Okay. 
We're back. Had a little breather after that shit show. Um, Alright, so Amber, today I'm going to see if I can ruin Jack Nicholson for you. Oh, Jackie. The legendary actor who actually hasn't made a film in 10 years. Yeah, he's fucking old. I know, apparently there's like there was articles saying that he can't remember his lines anymore, but he he refutes that. How old is he now? He's 83. Way up. I'm gonna mention that again. Sorry. (laughs) I'll forget that I've already said it. Um, so he was born John Joseph Nicholson, so much like Johnny Depp's son, he's known as Jack. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Um he's a Jersey boy. Uh, and so he was born in 1937, which is a pretty wild time in history. And uh, less than a month after Jack was born, the Hindenburg disaster happened. Just a mere 45 minutes drive from uh, <laughs> where he lived in uh, Neptune City, which sounds delightful. I like it. Kind of, it, it kind of actually sounds like a casino, maybe. Um, it's one of my favorite planets. Well, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just take a moment for Pluto. Poor Pluto. R.I.P. Uh, so the Golden Gate Bridge was completed. Amelia Earhart disappeared. Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs premiered. And the average rent in America was $26 a month. A month? Mm-hmm. And also we're two years out from the Second World War. Yeah. I'd say take touch. me back, but it wasn't great. No. Look, it's not great right now, let's be honest. So Jack's parents were both in the business of show. Uh, his mum, June, was a showgirl of Irish descent and she married an American-Italian, Don Ficello, I'm going to say, and he was a showman, the yin to her yang. <laughs> Not so much because it turned out that he was actually married already. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Um, June was only 17 when she was pregnant with Jack and multiple sources say that she was unsure of who the father was. Ooh. Ooh. So Jack was raised to believe his maternal grandparents were his parents and that his mother was, in fact, his older sister. Whoa. Like Does that remind you of anyone? Ted Bundy. I have Ted Bundy written like big capital letters. Ted Bundy. Exactly. See, look, you can't use that weird thing as an excuse, Ted. No. Jack Nicholson apparently didn't kill him, or maybe he did. Who knows? you going to tell me? <laughs> No, but in seriousness, I think this was like actually um, a pretty kind of it wasn't it wasn't a rare tactic dealing with yeah teen teenage pregnancy. pregnancy and navigating that space. There was no MTV reality show to fall back on back then. <laughs> um, so June died of cancer in 1963, and Jack still didn't find out about the truth of his family until get this. So he was. Um, a reporter from Time magazine was doing a cover story on him in 1974 and the journalist was the one who disclosed this information. Oh, my God. I know. It's hectic. Fucking hell. And so he said of this event it was dramatic but not traumatic. And Don Ficello did claim to be his father but Jack didn't want to have a paternity test. I guess. What the fuck does that even mean at that yeah, point? exactly. Because I don't – he was never part of his life by – yeah. The sounds of things. 
Um, oh, I was going to mention that Jack and his family moved. Oh, this is just like a little sidebar, but they moved around New Jersey a fair bit. And at one point they moved to a place called Spring Lake, New Jersey, which apparently is called the Irish Riviera. But when I looked up the Irish Riviera, it's a slang expression for like seaside towns or communities in the United States with like high population of Irish people. <laughs> I'm like, Sydney is the fucking Irish Riviera. Irish people are everywhere and they're fucking great. (laughs) But it really just makes everywhere the Irish Riviera. Yeah. I thought it was amusing. It does. (laughs) So um, in high school he was voted the class clown and Wikipedia said he was in detention for an entire year. Do you know that I... I believe it. Yeah. I, I was late to school for a whole year. (laughs) <laughs> like I um like you just didn't go for a year no I always uh, go but I was always <laughs> late and you had to like fill out a kind of like a little form thing and give a reason for lateness and I just I really embraced it as like a creative writing exercise <laughs> like I remember once I wrote about just like I had to stop to watch two birds having a fight and I like explained <laughs> it on the note I was a real piece of work well, in I'm high school. I'm glad that you've gotten your shit together in your older age because I can't fucking stand people who are late. You know that I'm painfully punctual. You are. It's annoying. Thank God. Mm-hmm. Um, so by all accounts, he did pretty, you know, he was pretty clever, did all right in school, but he didn't have any desire to go to university or college. And he's been said to have, like, idolised Marlon Brando, which is interesting because he ended up sharing a driveway with him and pretty much living next door. Mm. Um, like uh, Johnny Boy loved him too. Yeah. So I that's another commonality. I don't think he's interesting really. Neither. Apparently he was a real practical joker oh. about with Jack Nicholson. look like <laughs> No, (laughs) doesn't seem like a barrel of laughs to me. Anyway, maybe we should do him so we can learn about why he's so great. Yeah, people seem to like him. Oh, I was going to say that um, when Jack was younger, he was had like a short stint as a lifeguard in New Jersey and he had this very chance meeting with the original Joker actor Cesar Romero from the very homoerotic original Batman television show. Isn't that wild? Like just ran into him on a New Jersey beach. Um, So then he had a number of Joe jobs and he moved to California where his sister, (coughs) his mum, had an apartment uh, and he became a gopher on the set of MGM Studios. He failed his first screen test and he took some acting classes, never give up kids. Uh, Roger Corman then discovered him and his first film was Crybaby Killer in 1968 and then he had a bit part in the original Little Shop of Horrors as well. Oh, yeah, he did. Mm. And then after he worked on a number of television shows and films but the real break came with Easy Rider. Fucking such a good movie. Watched it last night. He's so good and he's so funny and fucked up and sad and he's so good. It's a cult classic. It's great. Uh, He was also nominated for Best Supporting Actor from the Academy, but he didn't win. But, I mean, like, that's a pretty great start. Yeah. Um, apparently he was pretty heavy into the old acid scene and his first and only wife, Sandra Knight, was said to have seen him as the devil during one of their trips, <laughs> which some say led to their separation. I'm pretty sure there was probably some other shit going on there. He looks, when I think of what the devil would look like, it is probably... Jack Nicholson. 
maybe, which is a base week thing for me. Mm, makes sense. Um, he was all, just like generally pretty big fan of drugs, fair play. And uh, in a Vulture article with Angelica Houston, Andrew Gold, Goldman, the journalist of the article, said, I remember reading that Jack Nicholson supposedly had what he called upstairs and downstairs cocaine. Downstairs was good enough for guests, but upstairs was the good stuff for him and his intimates. <laughs> and then Houston responded and she said, I don't know that that's a true story, but there was a type of cocaine in the 70s that would have been classified as upstairs cocaine, <laughs> pharmaceutical flake. That was kind of effervescent. Not that it was fizzy, but it was light and uncut. Oh. I love the way she speaks because, like, obviously I've done research on Angelica Houston through this because they were together for such a long time. But the way she kind of speaks in these interviews or writes, she wrote a big article in Vanity Fair, I think, about her time with Jack Nicholson, but it's, like, so poetic. Oh, I love her. Hmm. Wow. <gasps> I do too, and she disappointed <laughs> me. Um, he's a huge Lakers fan, and he has a courtside seat. He's had that since the nineteen oh since nineteen seventy. Sorry, oh. he had this since nineteen seventy, which I imagine is a combination of status and a fucking huge chunk of change. Yeah. But um, apparently, he doesn't attend games as much anymore. But like I said earlier, he's eighty three, so. Mm. Fair shake of the sauce bottle in the wise words of Kevin Rudd. I've, de- I've definitely seen a lot of pap photos of him at Lakers games. He, he, he cost the Lakers a technical foul in 2001 oh. when he yelled at the referee. <laughs> I know. That's serious because I got a technical – I used to play basketball and I got a technical foul once at one of our games and I think I said to the ref, I said either like, are you blind – or I called him a dickhead or something, and then he asked what I said, and I wasn't trying to be a smartass. Like I literally thought he just didn't hear me, so I repeated <laughs> it, and then I got a technical foul, and I was fouled out of the game. Damn, girl. It w- I mean, like it was a pretty common occurrence. I didn't have a lot of skills, and I was very aggressive. So, And you're kind of short. I know, but I was quick. <laughs> I was quick. Yeah, it's true. You like a hair. That's the only animal I could think of. A leopard? <laughs> You're a little leopard. It's better than a hare. I'm going to get shot. <laughs> so like I said, uh, Jack has only been married once, but he has five children. His eldest is daughter Jennifer, who is 56, and his youngest, a son named Raymond, and he's 28. I didn't bother doing the maths with the other ones. But uh, also <laughs> he's against abortion because he was uh, an illegitimate child, but he's pro-choice. Interesting stance. But he doesn't want people to get abortions, but he thinks it should be their choice. Who gives a fuck what you think? True. <laughs> uh, he has a pretty impressive art collection, reportedly worth over $100 million. It's got your classics, got your Warhol. Got your Matisse, got your Picasso, and apparently he has a Picasso in his toilet. (gasps) Just fucking poo particles on the father of cubism. That is mad. You wouldn't believe, like, our ex-Prime Minister Malcolm Turnbull has a very impressive art collection. And he has a Louise Herman in his toilet. In his toilet? Mm Mm-hmm. 
I was thinking the other day that instead of buying a house, that maybe I would buy a Basquiat. <laughs> I mean, why the fuck not? <laughs> Can you imagine just like renting the rest of your life? And it was like, well, I mean, I am probably going to rent the rest of my life, but <laughs> I can't afford one though. Yeah. They're very expensive. The only thing I could afford was a little scrappy, like, doodle. Yeah. I mean, like, he did a lot of those. Yeah. <laughs> it could be. Um, okay, so I mentioned Jack's first Oscar nomination before, but he's actually been nominated for more Oscars than any other man. Wow. With a total of 12 nominations, but Meryl beats him with a very impressive 21 nominations. Whoa. I know, what a woman. Love her. And they tie on the number that they've actually won, which is three. Fucking hell. I know, Meryl's all done great. (laughs) That sucks. I know. So he won for One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest in 1976, then another for Terms. Hmm? I love that. Oh, yeah. It's a great film. So good. Um. Terms of Endearment he won for in 1984 and he won Best Actor for As Good As It Gets. Oh, yeah, that's also really good. Yeah, I remember watching that as a child um, with my parents. Yeah, my mum's really Sex scene with it. Helen Hunt. Oh, yeah. Right. You know, it was at that point where I was like, oh, shit. Can I go to the bathroom? Is it too late to go get it? How do I get out of this? I can't look at my conservative parents. It's a pretty gross sex scene. It's not like it's two hotties going at it. No. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I reckon people love him because he's fucking cool. Like he's a cool guy and it comes across as like very effortless, I think. And he's also an amazing actor. In fact, Jack Nicholson and Michael Caine are the only two actors to receive Oscar nominations in every decade since the 60s. Wow. Maybe not the last decade, just thinking about it. Like, I Mm. I don't know, but maybe that article was older. Um, So he's, you know, his acting talent is probably a massive part of his popularity. He's a bit kind of no fucks given, which I like. Yeah. Uh, he does a lot of philanthropic work as well, um, and apparently his motto is "more good times." Fuck it's a pretty yeah. good motto. I love it. The Daily the, the Daily Mail, you know, very reputable, <laughs> also said that his motto is "never explain, never complain." I like that one too. I don't really care either or. Yeah, if you have the privilege to go for it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so. You obviously chose this fella. So why do you like the toothy grin Lothario? Well, I think he is in a couple of my faves, Witches of Eastwick and The Shining, two of my probably top fives. I've never seen The Shining. What the fuck, bish? I know I just got scared. (laughs) It's pretty scary. We're going to watch it tonight. (laughs) And then then we're going to watch Doctor Sleep after. The sequel that came out recently. It's also really good. Heaps, is it? Heaps of people hate it, but I fucking loved it. Is it Stephen King? Yeah, yeah. Um, I just think he is kind of handsome in like a dad way. Oh. <laughs> Not like I want to burn him, but he's just, my dad was a real cheeky, fun person, and I he just sort of reminds me of my dad in that way. Yeah. Like he... He seems like he'd be a real good time, but we'll see. We'll see. Well, you know, 
that, to be honest, I thought this would be a gold mine of deplorable activity, but I was a little underwhelmed. Oh, good. Yep. So let's get into it. Um, we'll start with Angelica Houston. Jack and Angelica started dating in 1973. So I think she was about 22 and he was 36, according to my math, but like give or take a year. Mm-hmm. They dated on and off until 1989. And all the while he cheated on her with multiple women. And she she did cheat on him once with um, Ryan O'Neill. Oh, yeah, I would too. But he allegedly assaulted her and she's referred to him as a deeply disturbed. Ryan O'Neill? Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. But that's, we're not talking about Ryan. No. But yeah, ap- yeah apparently. Aww. Sorry, ah. I'm double downing. <laughs> Why? It's not fair. So from my reading, it was very well known. The cheating, that is. Um, maybe even tolerated to an extent. But it's also mentioned he was quite discreet. <laughs> Although she kind of like did, she did say that she like would find pieces of jewelry or she saw someone wearing her clothes once. What the <laughs> fuck? Maybe, maybe they got this, maybe they had the same clothes. But um, what a bitch. Imagine fucking I someone. I would be fuming. Being like, uh, I know you've got a girlfriend, so I'm just going to leave. And on the way out, taking something of hers. Yeah. And then wearing it it's where she would see you. Shameless. Oh. Uh, so Houston's father uh, relentlessly cheated on her mother and she went to her father for some comfort and he said, this is nonsense, meaningless, honey. Men do this. It means nothing. Why do you care? Oh, fuck that. It's probably not what she was after. No. <laughs> anyway, it all came to a head in 1989 when Jack asked Angelica to dinner and in a Vanity Fair article, she points out that they had already kind of, they'd been drifting apart for a while. Anyways, um, at this dinner, he said, I have something to tell you. Someone's going to have a baby. <gasps> I mean, lots of people have babies. But and <laughs> uh, then Houston no. then asked if it was Rebecca Broussard. So I think she she already knew deep down, you know, she she speaks about some of the signs leading up to that and obviously you don't want to think that your fucking partner is betraying you. You don't want to think that about a person that you love, but clearly all the pieces kind of came together at that moment. Oh, God. Yeah. Angelica. I know. And Houston also mentioned that Jack said, yes, she's going to have the baby, but I don't want nothing to change. <laughs> I mean... Like, really, like, talk about having your cake and eating it too, along with all of the other fucking cakes that you can get your little grubby mitts on <laughs> and then some that you can't. Especially then, the 70s. Yeah. So and, many hotties. And she responded with something along the lines of, there's only room for one of us women in this picture and I'm going to retire from it. I mean, it's just, it's so theatrical, isn't yeah, well, it? She's an actress. Have you ever dated an actor? No. No, thank you. <laughs> I've had melodramatic enough men in my life who weren't actors, I yeah. can't imagine. Yeah. It's weird. <laughs> um, so... After that, an article came out in Playboy saying that Jack had spanked a woman with a ping pong paddle and this just really, I don't know, this 
just so what? set her off though. Like this oh. made Angelica Houston, she was like, for fuck's sake. After they'd broken up though? I mean, I don't think it was public that they'd broken up. This oh, was like, very soon after. So she's like just another thing. Yeah. Um, and then so she went and met him at Paramount Studios and, and she she beat him down. She's got into a physical fight with him. It wasn't really a fight because oh. he didn't fight back, but she she really did a number on him. I know that violence is not the answer, but... We've all been in a situation where we wanted to... What a shithead. Yeah. I mean, she, yeah, no, there's no excusing it, but... I can see... I can... You push to the limits. I can empathise with that white rage fury. I know, you can. <laughs> <laughs> um that's the end of that chapter. But, oh, no, there was there was actually I was going to mention one more thing, which is so they broke up and then a while later it was Christmas and uh, Angelica received a little present, a little present from Jack. He had sent her a diamond and pearl bracelet, but not just any diamond and pearl bracelet. It was originally gifted from Frank Sinatra to Ava Gardner. Whoa. It's pretty good. That's nice. And the card read... These pearls from your swine with happiest wishes for the holidays. Enjoy, you Jack. That is a great card. I mean, fuck, like I probably wouldn't be this angry if all the men who cheated on me had given me a big (laughs) honking piece of (laughs) jewellery. Yeah, I'd be down. Me too. (laughs) I think I like the card most. I like the (laughs) jewellery. For anyone who's listening, it's my oh. birthday soon. <laughs> yes. So, moving on. Jack Nicholson was very close friends with one Roman Polanski. Mm. And they were friends long before he starred in the film, Polanski's film, Chinatown, which earned Jack a Best Actor and Roman a Best Director nomination at the Oscars. And in 1977, Roman Polanski was arrested at Jack Nicholson's Hollywood home for the rape of a 13-year-old girl, Samantha Jane Gailey. And the charges put against him were rape by use of drugs, perversion, sodomy, Mm. lewd and lascivious act upon a child under 14, and furnishing a controlled substance to a minor. Just to note, Jack Nicholson still lives in that same house, like to this very day. But so is that where the assault happened? Yes. Yeah. And he was staying with him. Yeah. And Oh, no, they were doing a photo shoot. I don't think Roman Plainsky was staying there necessarily. Okay. Um, but he was meant he her mother had taken I her there to take reading about that. pictures. Yeah. Um <sighs> Anyway, I, I, I don't think we need to get into it too much. I think a lot of people, you know, have some familiarity with this. Um, I wouldn't mind doing him one time, though. That's going to be a heavy episode. Uh, but anyway, so Polanski pleaded not guilty until presented with a plea bargain, which lessened his charges, and he then changed his plea to guilty. But just mere hours, which is so nuts, before he was to be sentenced, he fled the country because he knew he was going to have to face jail time. Mm-hmm. And he but, never 
No. Came back. It's really <laughs> fucked. And he never went to any countries where they could extradite him back to the uh, back to America. It's it's just fucked. Gross. But Jack Nicholson wasn't actually there. He was on vacay. He was busy being a little snow bunny in Colorado. <laughs> but Angelica Houston was there. And the house, yeah, right. She was right. there. And I I mean, like, I know we're not necessarily talking about Angelica Houston, but she was arrested at the time. And I imagine that was because she needed to be questioned about the matter. Um, she said in a Vulture article, that same one I mentioned before, that it was kind of like because of the time and the fact that Roman Polanski was European, which is just, it's so what? fucking weird. Like this kind of shit really pisses me off. It gets me like real, like the vein, the neck vein, you know? So she said it was De rigueur for most of those guys like Roman who had grown up with European sensibility. And then she continues to say, my opinion is he's paid his price. And at the time that it happened, it was kind of unprecedented. This was not an unusual situation. You know that movie in Education with Kerry Mulligan? That happened to me. It's about a schoolgirl in England who falls in love with an older dude. Peter Sarsgaard, my first serious boyfriend I met when he was 42 and I was 18. Firstly, he did not pay his price. He fucking ran away like a piece of shit and never paid the price. With all his money and is probably in some a fucking wonderful time, life. Yeah. yeah, living it up in France. Go fuck yourself. And secondly, 18 is vastly different than 13. Get your shit together. 13 is a baby in the 70s or now. Yeah, you're a fully-fledged fucking adult when you're 18 and you're a very easily coerced and manipulated child when you're 13. And there's one last thing just to make your skin crawl (sighs) and never want to watch Rosemary's Baby ever again. In Polanski's 1984 autobiography, Roman by Polanski. I mean, if that title doesn't scream twat face ego explosion, I don't know what does. But he writes, we weren't saying much now, but I could sense a certain erotic tension between us. Can you, Roman? Can you sense that? It's funny because I can sense a fucking pedophile. Yeah, that's what I sense. It's also so insulting to every European. So insulting to every European. I know. Say, it's it's basically European to be a fucking pedophile. It's such a bizarre statement. Fuck off, Angelica Houston. It really upset me that she did that. <laughs> anyway, we're going to move on because mm. either Amber or I are going to flip a table. <laughs> uh, Nicholson claims to have slept with 2,000 women. I mean, that's no biggie. I have two, so it's fine. Yeah, no biggie. Whatever. Uh, there's this, oh. There's you want a, a medal? <laughs> you want a cookie, Nicholson? <laughs> <laughs> um, I did want to, I'm sorry, I think I'm speaking a bit loud. Uh-uh. Um, there's a hilarious Daily Mail article, and I know, like, again, I said it before, but reputable source, but it's so cutting that I just wanted to read you a few little parts. So the headline of the article, and it's quite a headline, it's more of a paragraph, but it says, Lonely Twilight of Jack Nicholson 
as he pays the price for treating women like dirt and now rarely ventures out to his old Hollywood stomping ground. <laughs> that's the whole, that's the headline. Well, he rarely ventures out because he's fucking old. Yeah, that's what I said. I mean, and it's, rich. it's pretty hurtful, but he's 83 years old. But also true. Mm. Um, in the um, article, he says, or well, there's there's a quote that says, women simply don't trust me, but don't trust me, the only thing that's in quote marks. <laughs> Not women. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> women don't trust me. It just says don't trust me is the only thing that's in quotes. Women don't women don't trust me. Yeah. So it could be like he's like, hey, I've had a few drinks. Don't trust me. That's what he said. <laughs> like um, but he said he did say, they think of my reputation, Jack the Jumper. So I'm damned by what women think. Also, it said, um, also has to be said that Nicholson is not quite the babe magnet he once was. No shit. Duh. Refreshingly among Hollywood stars, he is determined to age gracefully. No plastic surgery, minimal exercise, with the result that he is hardly svelte. He's 83. <laughs> I know. I, know. Um, I would say give the guy a break, but let's be honest, it's kind of refreshing in a dull and monotonous landscape of people just harshly criticising and critiquing and judging every woman in the public eye on her appearance. Yeah. When the article describes Jack's home, they say, those who have been there say it's not a pretty sight. He lives like a slob. They describe a bizarre, chaotic and scruffy household that smacks of a down-at-heel retirement home rather than a bachelor love pad, (laughs) (laughs) which I just liked. And also from an unknown female visitor, it was quoted, the house's general smell was mouldy and stale. And as someone who's actually currently dealing with a mould problem, I'm like, <laughs> what else? Um, he could afford to fix that yeah, problem. Yeah, definitely. Me, I'm fucking every Saturday, Sunday, just piling furniture so I can reach the roof. <laughs> it's dangerous. The article closes and it says, so what's the probability that a man who lets down every woman who crosses his path may eventually run out of options? <laughs> Whoa. Answer that, Jack. <gasps> I know. I'd say this woman has... It was a man, I think. Oh, a man. Okay, so he... Def- Jelly? <laughs> I don't think... I think deeper than that, surely he would have fucked his wife or something. Maybe. Um, in 1994, Robert Blank was just he was just chilling in his Mercedes at a red light in North Hollywood when Nicholson began smashing his car with a golf club. Oh, and I didn't mention this, but uh, Jack the Lad is an avid golfer. Ew, I hate golf. <laughs> I won a golf tournament once. <laughs> Ew, no, I hate you. It was for charity. You've ruined yourself. I won a voucher at the pro shop. I got the best socks. I hate golf. I didn't know how to play. It was the first time I played. Oh. I just it was beginner's luck. Good. That's fine then. You're not cancelled anymore. I could be cancelled? <laughs> <laughs> For golfing, yeah. Uh, it's a good way to ruin a nice walk, as my father would say. <laughs> it um, reminds me of like that gross, that whole stereotype of like everybody loves Raymond or something of like, Oh, Fuck that show! All bad. I want to do is golf, and my pain in the ass wife won't let me go play golf. And I, it just makes me think that every golfer is like that. 
I think that's a fair statement. <laughs> Thank you. Also, um, the despotic Cheeto who's running the free world loves a bit of golf. Of so. course Trump loves golf. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so apparently Blake had cut him off when they were both driving and it rubbed Jack the wrong way and he beat the shit out of his car with a golf club. Whoa, that's rough. I think he was charged with a misdemeanor and um, <laughs> the incident was settled out of court to um, the hefty sum of a rumoured half a million dollar price tag. That's not very much. Half a million dollars for just beating a car. He didn't beat the guy. Yeah, but still... People hit into my car all the time and I'm like, Nicholson. come see, come sir. I would have gone for way more. At least $1 million. Fair enough. You're a shark. You're a go-getter. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so a Guardian article published in 2000 tells the story of a sex worker, Catherine Sheehan or Sh- Shin? I don't Shin? know. I can't read that right now. Uh, and she sued Jack Nicholson after he invited her and a friend to go to his house to get down and dirty. Wait, wait, wait. what year? It was, I I was just about to say that. It was back in 1996, but the article it was in was from 2000. Okay, okay. But I think the incident was 1996. And so as the night progressed, Jack allegedly became enraged, claiming he didn't have to pay for sex and he could have anyone he wanted. Um, then, and so Catherine claimed he grabbed her by the hair and slammed her head against the floor. Oh my God. And she received a hefty settlement, but her lawyer has now come back and he claimed, uh, the initial settlement wasn't covering her medical, medical, claimed the initial settlement was not covering her medical expenses and he was quoted as, as saying, the injury is actually killing her. Whoa. Uh, and he also said oh, she has no vision at times and finds it hard to cope with pain. The medical bills have already reached $60,000. And she probably can't work. Yeah. And I mean like sixty grand in America, as I've probably said before, equates to a course of antibiotics and a referral. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's half a pap smear. There was one other story that I found, but I would like to point out that this is very less substantiated than any of the other stories, but I found a few bits and pieces about a socialite who's not named in any of it. Allegedly, allegedly. Exactly. And, yeah, her name's never mentioned. Don't sue. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So the socialite went to his home and there was other guests there having a good night and he allegedly attacked her and caused her breast implant to rupture. Whoa, ow. I know. And um, this was said to be settled out of court and like non-disclosure, so that's why her identity has remained a mystery. But I honestly, I couldn't find a reputable source on this. Like I could not find like a, a... media outlet that had written an article about it. Yeah, right. Ooh. But that's all I could really find. So, I mean, what do you think? Because I kind of thought this was going to be, sorry, I don't mean to be offensive, but in an Aladdin's cave of allegations and assault charges. But yeah, I was wrong. Suck it. Oh. I mean, he's not a good guy, like, but he's kind of standard dick. <laughs> yeah, he's a standard Dickhead. Ego dick dick. <laughs> I think so many men, well, I, stupid 
to say that like that or people only got away with stuff back then because they certainly get away with it today. Yeah. But he's just a grumpy old fucker, like obviously a violent person, not necessarily, I mean, who fucking knows? Like, yeah. I mean, like, you know, that that's, that's uh, the reaction to someone cutting you off is pretty intense. Yeah. And obviously assaulting a sex worker yeah. is horrifying. She was a sex worker, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so fucking horrible. Yeah. Uh, look, I, he hasn't been completely ruined for me, which is a fucking terrible thing to say. Look, you know what? It maybe is a little bit. I know, but I think that, I don't know, I just, I anticipated this one to be like full of skeletons, mm. but and maybe maybe because I went into that, like <laughs> the the things that I did find out and the things that I read, like for sure, not good. But yeah, it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. Yeah, it's not Roman Polanski bad. <laughs> That's a heavy hitter. <laughs> yeah, I fucking hate that. Yeah, miserable bastard. <laughs> All right, mate, let's let's go watch The Shining. <laughs> um, thanks for listening, peoples. Yeah, we'll see you next week. I'm probably going to pee my pants on Amber's couch. Great. <laughs> we'll see ya. Goodbye. See ya. We have used multiple sources in the research for this podcast. All of these can be found in the show notes. This podcast was written by Cara Nissen and Amber Jones, with music and engineering by Morgan Jones. DJ Morgs! <laughs> Sorry, I should have laughed. I like it.